0: We're playing basketball. On this edition of New Amsterdam Radio, we're talking about basketball and what that has to do with your brand. Stay tuned. How is everyone doing on the internet? The interwebs. New Amsterdam Radio comes alive wherever you are. Maybe not so live. Live with tape. It's Flobo Boys, the host, and... As always, I want to thank you guys for checking out this episode and all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio. Uh, It is a podcast for creatives, and the key to the city is yours. Now, I know it's been a while since our last episode, since the last time we sat down together. I know you're working, I know I'm working to achieve our goals and dreams, and I had a wonderful time uh, right here in Los Angeles a week or two ago, I was able to see A friend launched her art gallery, uh, her first in this country, and it was a sight to see. I mean, definitely, I I wish I was uh, fancy enough and, and cultured enough to understand the total nuances of art. Uh But just seeing her being able to, to to have her creations on the wall and seeing the effort that went into creating it was was a thrill not for me. And, and I'm sure you guys are out there having your own projects, your own art galleries and showcases. And if you're working on that right now, congratulations. You are on your way. You have gone further than most people have, have ever dreamed of. Those who sit in their their couch not in their couch, on their couch and say, man, one of these days, I wish I can do this. I wish I can do that. Uh, you're working towards a craft and you need to give yourself props for that. And that keeps you going because uh, friends and family are great for motivation, but you can't rely on just them. You know, sometimes you have to dig deep and say, I've come this far. I'm doing well. I'm on my way, and I know uh, if you do decide to have uh, a sort of showcase or a website or a new project, hey, tag me. I'll definitely like to partake in that and, and experience it with you. Big news this week. Uh, we're owner of the Los Angeles Clippers of the NBA, it's National Basketball Association, uh, Steve Ballmer, who was formerly from Microsoft. So you can imagine that going from being uh, the CEO of Microsoft and, and hang over to, to owning a, a basketball team. Uh, there's been talk about the changes over there in Los Angeles. Just give a little background uh, for those of you who are not sports fans. And I understand I am a casual sports fan, but this is actually a cool story. In Los Angeles, there are two basketball teams currently, the Los Angeles Lakers, which pretty much is the heart and soul of the city. Most basketball fans are fans of the Lakers and their their past legacies, and, and, and they're rebuilding now with LeBron James, who is still arguably one of the better players in the league. But the Clippers have always been uh, seen as an afterthought. I mean, they have a fan base. It's not nearly as large as the Lakers, but they're dedicated. Um... A bit scattered, if even I used to go to more Clippers games because recently they've underachieved, so the tickets have been a little cheaper. Uh, and I've seen that, that their fan base is growing, um, but they were definitely considered a second class sports citizen in that city. Uh, they share the venue with the Lakers, um, but, but you can tell if the Lakers are not in town, they are, are in town, they have priority, and then the Kings have priority. And the Clippers themselves, I've seen as kind of like, a, if there's time, we'll fit you in here at Staples Center, which is their home arena, or else find someplace else to play. Or even worse, you'll see a Clippers game happening at 12 o'clock noon on a weekday or a Saturday, and then 7 o'clock prime time is what happens with like the Kings or Lakers. So you can imagine Steve Ballmer being the CEO of a team uh, trying to get. Uh, having a bit more of a footprint in the city is trying to do some drastic changes to make sure more and more fans come out to the games and that they have some cash too. Now, Los Angeles has many different facets to its identity, uh, but I do feel like the basketball league kind of overlooks a lot of that. It seems that Los Angeles kind of goes to Los Angeles Lakers kind of goes through more of the glitz, the glamour, the celebrities, the seen and be seen, um, but there is something to be said about the local communities, uh, the minority groups here. It seems that the Clippers of the two teams are trying to reach out more, but that's neither here nor there. The idea is that you have a team that you want to build, uh, you want to be able to, to for it not to be seen as a, a joke, for it not to be seen as a bad team, and for people to come out to games and buy merchandise and eat those pretzels and drink those beer, but you're fighting not only with other sports and entertainment, but that it's own uh, cross town rivals. Now, if you take a look at it, uh, the name of the team seems a bit weird, right? The Los Angeles Clippers, the Clippers are a type of ship and it really was more of a city identity with their former location in San Diego. And I can tell you this, historically, the logo has been one of the worst logos in sports it before it was vaguely a basketball with the the name and kind of like this fancy script, and now it's you could probably look this online the clippers' logo is basically an l a being surrounded by a block letter c uh inside of a circle type basketball type thing Now this is all preamble because it turns out the team owner uh wants to not only move the team to its own. A specific private arena away from Los Angeles, away from downtown Los Angeles in the city of Inglewood, um, but also was thinking about changing the logo or even discussing changing some of the team colors. A complete rebrand, if you will. Now, rebrands are something we discussed about on the show and, and having to, to re evolve and evolve your messaging. And sometimes we talked about refreshing as well, being able to take the things that work and prune the things that are not. But the Clippers are in a weird, almost unique position where they're kind of in the middle and that you want to refresh uh, some aspects of the team because you have a dedicated fan base who's willing to rock with you. You don't want to alienate those. But then at the same time, you do have room to really reimagine what that is. Do you try out a new name or do you keep it the Clippers? Do you try out a new color scheme or keep it red, white, and blue? And even though another arena in Inglewood may seem it to be a bit crowded, uh, because in that city, not only is the Inglewood Forum in Inglewood, the new football arena that's going to house both the Rams and the Chargers are located in Inglewood. So adding the Clippers there might make it a cool little sports enclave in the city of champions, which is the nickname, but at the same time, it may get lost in other sports and their shuffle too. Uh, there is a bit of risk in, in thinking about how much to go as far as your refresh versus rebrand. Sometimes, if you do things for a long time, whether it's good or bad or perceived as nice or groundbreaking or not, there is a bit of a dedication to legacy that we all think about. Uh, when I'm updating an uh, an app, let's say Internet Explorer, Microsoft, well, another Microsoft reference, how about that? For a long time, when they tried to reimagine Internet Explorer, they always kept the old users in mind. They said, look, we can't just Destroy Internet Explorer for what it is because if you have the previous version, you want to be able to browse and experience with your hardware the best way possible. And so we'll add new features while keeping the old features. Uh, and that may work for a while, but then what happened with Internet Explorer, which is a perfect example, is that it got kind of bloated. Uh, It was slow to load, Uh, some things didn't work for newer devices, and that kind of opened the door for competition in the browser space. And to this day, one of the most popular web browsers is not Internet Explorer. It's Chrome or Safari, depending on your device. At the same time, though, uh, being able to radically change here and there may torpedo the people and followers of your craft and brand. If I'm expecting you of a certain level of quality and it changes, even if the quality itself may be the same, it might be seen as a bit odd. Now, let's take McDonald's, for example. Uh, Even though there's new sandwiches now, uh, like the Signature Crafted and Taste Deluxes and all that, and even though there are burgers that failed, like the Arch Deluxe, which, sidebar, was my favorite, um, and they have some stalwarts too, the Big Mac, Uh, the quarter pounder, the double quarter pounder with cheese, Another one of my favorites. <laughs> this is a, a burger podcast, I guess. Uh, there is a bit of decision there, seeing what else you want to prune, what else do you want to keep the same, how do you re-image yourself, how do you change the logo, how do you enter your slogans, going from have you had your break today to I'm loving it. All that thing is part of the process. And you have to also make sure the fans, the people, the, those who bought in from the beginning, are not just left by the wayside. If you went to McDonald's tomorrow, and they said, yeah, we're out of burgers. We're trying a new direction. Everyone loves salads. We're going to try salads. You will probably tell yourself, all right, I'll give it a shot. But then the next day, you'll say, hey, look, man, we we tried salads for a day. It wasn't working for us. We're going at the pasta. Uh, you, you may partake in pasta, but most of us will take a step back and say, look, your burgers one day, your salad the second, now you're doing pastas. What's that say about your dedication to the the craft and cuisine that you're working on, and what's that say about the overall quality that you're able to switch from one to the other so ha- so handedly and so decisively. So again, going back to the Los Angeles Clippers, they have a basketball product, the product won't change. And even though historically they've been seen as a really bad team, now they have an opportunity with new acquisitions to go in a real direction that may po- that may benefit them. And now with more eyes than ever before, the idea is now is to make that brand look like it is at home and worthy of these new fans while making sure that those who bought in those who went to the games when they weren't doing well seen that they were all rewarded for their, their efforts so tell me about you what project are you working on that you're thinking about changing up and switching up one of those long-term projects where you know people have already experienced it and love your brand and what you do, but you really are thinking about freshing it up. How far do you go? How far do you pull back? How much do you give those people, those OGs, the love for hanging around? And how much of that is you opening up the door to a new fan base? Let me know. By reaching out to me over at FloBito.com, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com, you always follow all of my personal exploits, as long as my professional ones here. We're out of time here in New Amsterdam Radio. Once again, thank you so much for checking out this episode and all those other episodes in this podcast Streams wherever podcasts are streamable. We're talking iTunes, we're talking Spotify, we're talking Google Podcasts and all that jazz. Um, My time is out. Thank you so much. Once again, um, I'm Flobo boys, and until next time, the city is yours.